Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, Patricia, for that. Thank you. Thank you for that. Good morning. Hey, Monique. Hey, Andrea, my love. Hey, Angela, my sister. Ah. Hey, LB, good morning. Hey, John Elmore. Hey, Stassi. Uh, I'm taking that, Andrea. I'm taking that virtual hug. I love you more. There's no greater love. Good morning. Hey, sister. We got to get together about your pants. I'm going to push it out of you. I ain't ain't letting you off that easy. It's time. It's time. Like, it's time. I know it's time. We can't hesitate on the things of God anymore. Good morning. Hi, Veronique from Chicago. Good morning. No greater love. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Carmen Harris. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. There is none greater. There is none greater. My God, Lord, we worship you. We thank you for your love this morning. There is none greater than you, Father. There is none greater than you. There is none greater than you. There is none greater for you. We long for your love. We are 
looking for your love. We need your love, Father. Thank you for your love. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. We thank you. We bless your name. We praise you. We magnify you, Father God. You are so wonderful. You are so mighty. You are so awesome. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We bless your name. We praise you. We magnify you. We just lift you up. There is no greater love, Lord God, and we thank you, Lord God. Father, forgive us for even trying to replace your love. Forgive us for even trying to replace your love, to put someone else in the place of you. There is no greater love than yours. Father God, we live by your love. We long for your love. Teach us how to receive and give your love. Bless your people today, Lord God. I thank you today, Lord God, that there is a resolve in their heart to receive your love, Lord God, to walk in your love, Lord God, to open themselves up to feel your love. Mm, no greater love, no greater love, no greater love. Come on, Holy Spirit. No greater love. We invite you in, Father. No greater love. We worship, bless, praise, magnify you and glorify you. In Jesus' name, there is no greater love. There is no greater love. There, there is no... You can let him come here. There is no greater love. I mean, there is absolutely no greater love than the love of God. Um, I'm just good, glad to be here this morning. It is my prayer that you learn to receive the love of our father because your identity is in it and unfortunately there have been a lot of things that have happened in our, okay you can come on okay give me just a second there has been things that have happened in our life um, that has kept us from walking or receiving the father's love at the capacity that we should receive the Father's love. And unfortunately, we interpret a lot of that to be the way that the Father desires or that we are supposed to experience love. And it's so sad because, because of it, we don't get to, this is my grandson, this is not my son, this is my grandson. Zayden, this is one of my four grandsons. And so we don't get to experience that love in the place and at the capacity that we need to experience um, that that love. And it's so sad. Um, and I'm going to share a couple things with you this morning. And I'm hoping without a doubt that you um, understand how precious you are to God, that you understand his love for you and that the only person that can reveal that to you is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the only person that can reveal that level of love for you. Um, and that's important for you to know that. And that's important for you to understand that because if you don't get that, um, I, you're not going to be able to walk into 
the fullness of who you are. And it's one of the reasons that the enemy um, doesn't want you connected to the Holy Spirit. That's one of the reasons that he doesn't. If he, because he knows that the Holy Spirit is going to reveal to you who you really are and how much the Father loves you and how much the Father is looking for you and how much the Father believes you, believes in you and how much, how best the, the Father wants for you. Uh, unfortunately, what has happened to us, our experiences with love have been based on our experiences with people. And because those have been our experiences, then what usually happens is we equate the love of the father to those very same um, experiences. We equate the love to the of the father for that to be our truth. And that isn't our truth. And God is like, I love you so deeper. I love you more deeper than any man, than any woman, than any person on this earth. But the depths of my love cannot be revealed to you through man. The depths of my love is only going to be able to be revealed to you through the Holy Spirit. That's why the Holy Spirit is so important. And I'm going to give you the scriptures to back that up. Um, and I want you to just take a moment and let the Holy Spirit evaluate you and just say, come Holy Spirit, show me the places in which I have not known the Father's love. Show me the places in which I have not seen or opened my eyes to see the Father's love. Open my heart, open my eyes so that I can understand my worth and my value through the Father, Lord God, so that I can see and understand the Father's love the way that God loves me. And that's important. A lot of times understanding God is what we would consider to be very mystical. And because we feel like it's very mystical, then what happens is we don't know how to receive that love in its we don't know how to receive that love in its fullness and because we don't know how to receive that love in its fullness then in all capacity we don't even know how to walk in that love and so i'm just asking you to open yourself up because can i tell you something when you are open up to the father's love it does something in you it also puts you into a position in which um, you feel very vulnerable. It caused you to come into a level of transparency you may not even be ready for, but because there is an intensity, an intensity in the real true love of God, there's a certain intensity there and it just breaks down all strongholds. God's love does not look like what you think i promise you it does not it is so pure it is not conditional um it is not based on things that you've done it's not like that it just doesn't look like that so i want to take you to a couple of scriptures but i want to go over to the prodigal son and there's a reason why and then we're going to go over into romans 5 and and i know we've been talking about uh, fourth quarter instructions and how to finish strong. And I know significantly one of the things that uh, God has said, Josiah, just get up and get him a granola bar. It's okay. Uh, one of the most significant things that um, 
you have got to understand in your fourth quarter is how much God loves you. You're going to have to be solid in God's love for you. You're not going to be able to um, quench that love. You're, you're not going to be able to deny that love. You're going to have to be solid because when separation occurs, Remember, we talked about the crushing and we talked about the pressing and the crushing is over and it's pressing time and in pressing the things are separated in pressing um, and pressing the stems are taken out. The fiber is taken out. Those things are taken out during the pressing and pressing. There comes separation. And so we just got to be OK in the pressing that these things are going to occur. Well, the only way that you're going to be able to come on, Holy Spirit, to survive the pressing is that um, is that you're in a position to understand God's love. That's the only thing. It's not another person. It's not a, a therapy session. The only way that you're going to be able to be in the position to survive the pressing, to walk into this new, new is that you understand how much God loves you because it is really hard when you are separated from people that you love and that you love intensely, but they can't walk this leg of the journey with you. So let's get over to the prodigal son real quick. And I just want to point out some things I don't want to necessarily go through the whole, whole story, but it's necessary. Um, we're going to go, we're starting at the beginning of the parable and we see there was a man and he had two sons and the younger of them said, father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property up between them. The funny thing is he didn't just give the property to the younger son. He also gave property to the older son as well. So the older son got his inheritance as well. And then it says, not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And then he squandered his prop property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine across in that country had began and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself. You ought to see yourself in this story. You had to see yourself in this story, not somebody else. You had to see yourself in this story. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country. He went and walked in. He went and worked. He went and worked a job that had nothing to do with his purpose. He, he, that's what he was doing. He was on his own thing. He was separate, separate from the father. He was just on his own journey and he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants? have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your higher servants. And he arose and he came to the father by why he was a still. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they begin to celebrate. And then, you know, it gets, gets into, can I tell you something? 
I can preach this alone. I can preach this at such a capacity because there's so much wealth in there. And then the older son was in the field, came and gets upset because they're like, your, your brother is home. Your father has prepared the very best for him. And then here comes the older son, the hater. Well, he didn't, he didn't do, remember I told you the last shall be first. He didn't do all I do. He, he live right. He wasn't right. How is it God going, daddy going to bless him? And I'm the one that's been here with him. And I'm the one that's been working him. And I'm the one that's been ser serving him. And how you going to do this? How you, he went off and he was with prostitutes and you killed, you give him the best of the best. And he did all that. Isn't that like the accuser of the brethren when God is trying to restore us and take us to a certain place? He's trying to remind us of our past, right? And, and Jesus is telling them there's two sons, right? There's two sons in this situation. He said, how is it? And, and the father is like, your brother is, was dead. He was, he was dead. He was dead spiritually. And now he's alive. And often we so focus on the fact that the prodigal son returned, but I want you to focus on the fact that the father was waiting on him. I want you to focus on the fact that there is nothing that he could have done that would have kept the father from loving him. See, for the father to see him off in the distance meant the father was looking for him. Looking meant, meant the father was anticipating and expecting his return. Now, that's what love looks like. That's that's what love, love anticipates your return. Love anticipates your best. Love is anticipating and looking for your comeback. Love will restore you. As a matter of fact, real love is going to restore you not to your former glory. It's going to do exceedingly abundantly above anything that you can ever ask or imagine. The father was anticipating his breakthrough. The father was anticipating his change. What a good, good father. That's the kind of love that God has for you. So you are not counted out. It is not over. There are not so many things that you have done because uh, many of you will ask as God is trying to bless you, accelerate you and put you in position. Your worthiness will come into question and God is the one that has made you worthy and you'll start questioning your worthy. Am I worthy to receive this? Am I worthy to walk out this calling? Am I worthy for this? Right? Am I worthy for this? And that's why I love that song, Reckless Love. And God is like, I love you recklessly. I love you recklessly. I'm anticipating, I'm waiting on your comeback story. I'm going to get the glory even out of the worst moments of your life. And even though the hater was on the scene, even though the accuser of the brethren was on the scene, it did not change the foundation of that father's love for that son. And nothing you've done changes the foundation of your father's love for you. God loves you so intensely. The blood of Jesus does not even allow him to see your sin. And you got to know that as separation occurs, you got to know that because I'm going to tell you as you're elevated, the enemy will come calling. He's going to try to remind you of your past. He's going to tell you you're not worthy of this business. He's going to tell you you're not worthy of this marriage. He's going to tell you you're not worthy of those relationships, but your father has been looking for you. He's been looking for you to return. He's been looking for your story. He loves you so 
unconditionally and that love looks way different than man's love i'm sorry right we have had some very very bad experiences with love and we equate the love with people with the love of god but the love of god does not look like the love of people but the only way you're going to be able to receive this it's through the Holy Spirit. See, I used to think I loved strange and because people would challenge me and say, oh, you're not supposed to love people like that. Um, you better put some boundaries up in place. I modified myself. But what God was showing me day by day is the closer you draw to me, the more intense your love going to be for people, Lakeisha. The more pure your love is going to be for people, Lakeisha, because the scales are coming off your eyes and because your love for me is so real then your love for people can't help but be so real like it can't help but be so real and the enemy tries to pull in strife and detention and contentions and lewdness and crudeness that's why so many fights have been breaking out in your house that's why so many fights been breaking out fights that don't make sense little arguments that's why so many fights been breaking out at work that's why so many different things have been happening around you because the enemy wants you to equate the love of this world with the love of god and he knows that if you uh equate the love of this world with the love of god you won't let god pursue you like he needs to i hope y'all shared this devotional somebody needs to understand this this is the love this is the kind of love. This is how much God loves us. And the thing that I love about this, it ain't an earned love. This ain't a worker be love. This ain't cause I got five. My friend Jess also always says five gold stars. This ain't cause I got five gold stars. This ain't cause I got uh, 10 times at church. This love is not predicated on my behavior. And because most of us were, ra were raised in love that was predicated on behavior, right? That was predicated on behavior. Then we love people predicated on behavior. And that is not how God loves us. If God doesn't love us predicated on behavior, why would we love other people that way? The only, can I tell you something? And I tell people all the time, if you got a problem in your finances, it's usually duty love. And people are like, how finances equate to love? I, you don't love, you don't love God enough to trust him with your money, right? You don't love God enough to trust him with your money. You love your money more than you love God, right? If you got a problem in your relationships, yo, you got a love issue. You lo you got a love issue. I can I can rule everything to love. When the disciple, when they asked him, what's the greatest commandment? He said, love me with everything in you. That's the first thing. And then second, love your neighbors as you love yourself. Well, because our love is so perverse for ourselves, it makes us difficult, right? To understand God's love. So I want to go over to Romans five and read this to you. It says, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord has done for us. Because our faith, Christ has brought us into the place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance helps strengthen of character and character, character strengthens confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with our, our love the minute you accepted Jesus Christ and if you haven't accepted I want you to accept him today I hope it the minute you accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior you became filled with the Holy Spirit 
The Holy Spirit has been trying to gravitate you towards God's love. He's trying to been, he's been trying to break up fallow ground. He's been trying to show you the way that you've been loved and the way that you're loving is not how God intended us to love. He's been trying to show you those broken relationships were not God's love, right? He tried to show you where broken people were not God's love. He's trying to pull the scale off your eyes. He wants, he needs your heart unhardened so that you'll be able to receive God's love. The Holy Spirit is to fill our hearts with love. Well, when you quench the Holy Spirit or you grieve the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit cannot fill Come on now, your heart with God's love, and then you're lacking the love you need, waiting on man to give it to you, and man cannot give it to you. That's why when people disappoint us, or when we fear rejection, or when all of those, come on Holy Spirit, all of those things are happening, we think it's the love of our Father. No, the love of our Father is consistent. The love of our Father is continuous. The love of our father is without boundaries. The love of our father looks very different than the love of man. And the only reason man doesn't have the capacity to love us that way is because they're not letting the Holy Spirit lead them into love. Um, when we love appropriately or we get to receive someone's love appropriately, the God kind of love because it's so unfamiliar to us, we'll usually push or reject that person. We'll push away because we don't understand that kind of love. And sometimes that love comes with correction and sometimes that love comes with boundaries, but the real love of the father will restore you. The real love of the father is looking for the very best from you. The real love of the father hopes for the best, looks for the best, longs for the best. The real love of the father, uh, 1 Corinthians 13 said, it's cool, I want you to prophecy, but if you ain't got love, you missing this thing. And that love is not predicated on what I do. That love is continuous and it's through and through. And I'm just telling you, probably 90, 90 something percent of the people meet we meet have not receive this yet because if we receive that and we knew this is what this kind of love looked like then we would treat people like that all the we would treat people in love all the time anytime we're not treating somebody in love is because we're quenching the holy spirit and so the enemy somebody does something to us and the enemy says so back in strife so back in strife and so we respond in strife uh the enemy will tell you so so back in hate uh, what they're doing. No, look at how the father's love and don't place nobody else in that prodigal son story. Place your own self in that prodigal son story. He had divided. He got his inheritance. His brother got his inheritance. He went and spent his own prostitutes. He went and lived his own life. He lived a life separate from God, but God was looking for him to return and God was looking for him to so God is looking to restore you. God is also looking, but can I tell you something until you manifest this, understand this and grasp this for yourself, it's going to be very hard for you to demonstrate this to other. That's why I man, that's why my thing about healing when people have been through a tragedy or you're in the middle of a crisis, you need to spend some time healing so that the father's love can restore you. So you don't think people have rejected you rejection and insecurity. I've lived all that before. And it was because I didn't understand the father's love. That's why I know the Holy spirit is important. And that's why I know the altar is important. It says when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Even now when you're utterly helpless, 
Christ is willing to come to you. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from condemnation. Anytime you're experiencing condemnation, that is not from God. The heaviness, the depression, the despair. Anytime you're in a relationship with someone and they're trying to push condemnation on you. Anytime you've been guilty of trying to condemn someone into love, that is not the love of our father. That is perverse. That is wicked. And we will try to do that. We will try to push condemnation on people, push how people are treating us, push them into a corner. Well, if you loved me, you would treat me better. This is not the evidence of someone who loves me. My father loves me and he wouldn't treat me like that. You're right. Your father would never treat you like that. But a person that has not got the revelation of his love in his heart from the Holy Spirit will treat you like that. That's why Ephesians tells us we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against principality. And if you ever get mature enough, if you ever get mature enough into the things of God to trust the word to be the really, really the word, when you're dealing with an unloving, hateful, mad person, you'll realize that you're dealing with a principality. And if you ever get mature enough to ask the Holy Spirit, what kind of principality am I dealing with? He will give you the wisdom and he'll tell you how to take authority. He may tell you to cast it out. He may tell you to love on it. But if you don't ever put yourself in a position to understand these things, and we keep acting out in immaturity and we keep acting out towards a circumstance and situation, forgetting that there's a principality whose really design is trying to pull us out of love. The principality wants to pull us out of love. It, it, he wants to get us out of love. Remember, I told you people are not your problem. People are not your problem. It is not the people. And can I tell you something? A lot of times when we don't have people are like, I don't have friendships. I don't have relationships. I don't have um people around me or love me. I give a lot. Can I tell you something? If you were giving with right motives and you giving with right intentions and you loving people the way you supposed to, because you're sowing that you would reap a harvest. Because you're sowing that you would reap a harvest when you're sowing correctly and you're calling on the name of the father and you're asking him to put people or you're asking him for certain relationships. Those relationships will begin to gravitate towards you. And the reason that they will is because you've got a seed out there and a harvest is coming in. If you're not receiving that, if you're not getting those kind of relationships, you got to check yourself, not the people around you. That energy attracts. You got to check yourself, not the people around you. And we're a lot of times we're going to try to check the people. And don't nobody love me and don't nobody give me and don't nobody understand me when our love, what we've sold isn't, doesn't look like what God's love looks like anyway. So, so for, since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, you hear that since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still in his enemies, we, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us God's friend. When Adam sinned, sin into the world, Adam sin brought on death. So death spread to everyone for everyone sin. Yes, people sin even before the law was given, but it was not counted as sin because they were not yet any laws to break. Still everyone. So y'all need to hear that when y'all try to say stuff was predicated on the law. Sin was in place before the law. The tithe was in place before the law. These things were in place before the law occurred. So 
Now, Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ who is yet to come. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation. But God's free gift leads to our being made right with God. Even though we are guilty of many sins, even though we are guilty of many sins, that's why the scripture says God can't leave us or forsake us. He does not desire to. We leave and we forsake him. We leave and we forsake him. You who hold on. (laughs) Yes. Adam. so it says, yes. Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they are. But as people sin more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through our Jesus Christ. So if you're just coming in, that's Romans five. That's what God's love looks like. It's merciful. It's gracious. It's not dependent on whether we do right or wrong. It does not come with condemnation. It comes with correction. And remember, we talked about the pressing and the crushing, right? We, we go through a crushing, right? We go through a crushing. We are bruised. We're battered. We go through a crushing, which is what produces great wine. And then after the crushing, we go through a pressing. And many of y'all, many of us have been in our pressing season. The Lord is separating. He's taking out the fiber. He's taking out the stems. He's taking out the seeds and he's putting us in the position to produce great wine. Well, in that pressing if you are unsure of the father's love because pressing looks so strange you're not used to what you're normal you will think that God is doing something remember we read John 15 and I told you it's gonna come in two parts and then you'll separate yourself from the love of the father because you'll think that this is something strange but it's necessary for you to walk into the fullness of what God called you to be somebody asked me how do you receive the love of the father it's easy You got to get familiar with what his love looks like. His love does not look like man's love, his love. And can I tell you something? There will be some people that you come encounter with who will love you like the father, but most of us are foolish and we will reject them. We will reject them. We will reject them because we don't understand God's love. And because that love has been so skewed, we will reject those people thinking God never sent us um, anybody who could love us at the capacity when God has they just look different. People who love like God look different. They act different. They treat people different. They're very forgiving. They have an open door policy. Um, you'll break off and lead them and they'll come back and they like, come on, restore because of the love, the love of the father looks to restore. The love of man does not look like the love of father, but most of us have been raised to experience. That's where prejudice comes from. That's where hate comes from. That's that's where slander comes from. That's where malice comes from. Those are the things. And they will, we will justify that we are protecting ourselves. The love of the father brings you to a state of vulnerability that you'll take risks and you'll love recklessly and you will eat. And I'm not saying it doesn't always feel good, but you're going to be, a, be in a position that even when people love us or change on us, um, 
When we stand in the grace that I read to you in Romans five, you do not have to prove that you are worthy of God's love. You, anytime you're in a relationship and you feel like, or even if you're the person trying to make people prove to you that they love you, you never have to prove that you're worthy of God's love. Romans five tells us God is our friend, right? Romans five tells us the door of access is permanently open to him. Um, you're free from a score sheet. You ain't got to keep score. We're not supposed to keep scores in our relationships. The count was settled by Jesus. We spend more time praising God and less time hating ourselves. We spend more time praising God, less time hating ourselves. Um, we forgive people easily, right? Because we remember we needed to receive forgiveness. We believe and consistently we believe and God believes in us. That's the greatest secret that God loved us. Even when we were worthy, he didn't wait until we were better to love us. He loved us when we were not worthy. Right. Um, we, um, refuse to make resolutions and vows. Oh, that's good. We're not going to make a resolution and vows because if we make a resolution and a vow, um, we trust in the flesh and not I said, well, I promise I ain't going to ever do that again. No, Holy Spirit, I need you to help me. Holy Spirit, I need you to help me. Holy Spirit, I need you to show me this because I may very well be doing the same thing the next day. Holy Spirit, I need you to help me. I need you to help me with this. I can't get over this. I've not been able to shake that. That's what maturity look like. We expect to be blessed when we understand Romans 5. Um, because of your my self-worth, I expect God to bless me. I expect benefits. I expect, see, the, the prodigal son didn't expect his father to restore him because he had reduced himself to nothing. We are certain of God's favor, right? We are very tender towards God because God is very tender towards us. And even when God chastens us, we know that it's a mark of his kindness. We know that he is chastening us so that he can grow us up so that we can be mature, so that we won't lack anything and so that we cannot be complete. Jesus gave us total access to the father at any time. And so your fourth, your fourth quarter instruction for today is understanding the love of our father. You're going to have to have it in this season. You're not going to be, it's not about you trusting man at all anymore, trusting relationships, trusting marriages. It's you trusting the love of our father and staying steadfast in the love of our father and understanding what that love is. But the only way that love can be revealed to you is through the Holy Spirit. That's the only way. Zayden, come here. That's the only way that love can be revealed to you is through the Holy Spirit. So where you may have been afraid of the Holy Spirit, you're going to have to ask the Holy Spirit. I need you to reveal what the father's love looks like to me because I've been loved wrong. I've been loving wrong and I need to love like the, the father. I need that standard of love in my life and I need to give that love. And I'm just going to go back to this because the father bring this up. A lot of times we think we love correctly ourselves, but when we love correctly ourselves, we'll generate that kind of love. And well, oh no, I love right. And I've been loving this person and I've been treating this person right. When we've been sowing seeds that don't look like the father's love and we're re reaping the harvest. I'm going to end with this just because this is the greatest for me design of what love should look like. This is first Corinthians 13, four and eight. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful 
proud or rude. So you, those are the things you ask yourself. Am I being patient and kind? Am I being jealous? Am I being boastful? Am I being proudful? Am I being rude? It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no records of being wrong. Love keeps no records. Love can't point out to what you did. Love can't point out to what you did. And can I tell you something? It is not your love journey or walk to measure everyone else and how they're loving. If you will focus on how you love, am I loving at the capacity of the father? Everything around you that you connect to will begin to change in love. And the reason I know that is because I'm living it out. My God made me stay on this scripture for a year and a half and I could not understand it really till today. <laughs> Like until he began to show me what his love looks like. And I'm like, Father, I want to be vulnerable and love. I want to take risk and love people just like you love people. I don't want to withhold from people. I don't want to mistreat people. I don't want to talk about this world system of boundaries and all this other stuff. I want to love recklessly just like you do. And I understand that it comes with a cost. But I'm willing to take this cost if I'm going to fulfill my assignment on this earth. Yep, Father, I know I'm probably going to be a little disappointed. And yep, Father, I'm probably going to be a little hurt. But guess what? I'm going to take my hurts to you. I'm going to take my disappointments to you. And I'm going to submit them right back to you. And I'm going to let you nurture me in love. But I'm not going to withhold my love. I'm not going to not love like you want me to love people. Because you have loved me so well. And you love me so good. And it does not look like anyone else's love. So it's not irritable. It keeps no records of wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but it rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never, ever, 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 ever gives up. Never loses faith. That's what we saw with the prodigal son is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. And I know sometimes there are some circumstances that come up and it's consuming and it's overwhelming. You need to ask God for the grace. Stop trying to manage relationships in your own strength. Lord, I was praying about someone yesterday and people tend to have gravitational pulls that try to pull you in a direction. And I, I pause instead of responding out of my flesh. I said, Lord, what does this person need for me right now? Cause they're trying to pull on me and I, I don't do a lot of small talk. I don't like a lot of small talk. I said, what are they, what are they doing right now? What's going on with them? Why are they pulling on me? What is it they need? Show me what to give them. How do they need me to love them in the season? Cause can I tell y'all something? Some of these books will have you messed up, right? The books were written well, written with the right intent, but we will interpret them and we'll cast people away and say, well, they ain't talking to me in my love language. Um, this is what my love language is. No, the reason that you may not be able to receive the love that the person is given, I believe in a person's love language is because you don't really understand what love may look like. Prophecy and speaking is unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete. And even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. But when the time of perfection comes, these partial things will be useless. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now we see things imperfectly like puzzling reflections in a mirror, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely just as God now knows me completely. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these 
is love. The greatest of these is love. So ask, invite the Holy Spirit into your love walk. Ask yourself, am I reaping? If I'm not getting the benefits of love like I think I should, then am I reaping what I've been sowing? And most of the time, most people don't know that they don't love, that they love very incomplete. They love very incomplete. When God began to show me I loved, because I used to, I love people. I love very incomplete. I'm not loving at the capacity God love. Love can't let somebody be hungry around them. Love can't let somebody be suffering around them and not reach out to them. Love can't do that. That's not what love. Love doesn't keep records. Love expects the very best. Love looks for you to change. Love doesn't even focus on your mistakes. Love is not going to point out what's wrong with you. That's not what love does. If there's problem in this country and we love country and we love man and we love people, then love needs to get in position. Love will pray and love will do other things. Y'all ready to get out of here? Yeah. I read, I, I, man, I needed it. I, I needed it. But when we don't understand God's love and we don't, we haven't been introduced to God's love properly then we will, we will do like this. We will love wrong. We will receive love and we'll give love wrong. And we won't even know what the person around us needs because we're not letting the Holy Spirit. The only way that you're going to understand God's love, right? That, that what his love really looks like is that the Holy Spirit leads you to that love. That's not a man-made love. You can, when you, and when you enter into the love of your father, sometimes I don't want to leave my altar because I feel like he's wrapping me in his love and I can feel his love. If you ask him, desire, father, let me feel your love today, right? That's it. I love y'all so much. Like I love y'all so much, but God loves you enough. Do you realize God loves you enough that he's not leaving you ignorant, that he's giving you instructions of how to come into 2020 the way you need to, how to walk into your new year successfully. God loves you so much. He's not leaving it a mystery. He's saying, do this, do this, do this, do this. And I'm not asking you to do it perfectly. I'm asking you really to pursue me and let me take first position in your life. That's what God is doing in this season. He's so intentional with us. He's pursuing us with wisdom. He's pursuing us with knowledge. He's giving us the understanding so that we can be successful in everything that we have. You cannot build anything without love being the foundation anything without love being a foundation. Let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you for your word on today. I thank you for the instruction is love, but more so father, that we learn your love, that we be confident in your love, that we be full of your love, that we are surrounded by your love. Father God, only when we love, learn how you, how much you love us and what that love looks like, feels like, and understand, will we be able to love people? So show us your love, Lord God. Teach us your love and then teach us how to demonstrate your love to others. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for wisdom, knowledge, and increase, Lord God. We thank you for pouring out on us daily. We thank you for a fresh anointing, one that destroys the yokes of bondage, sickness, and disease. Father, show us your love. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for grace. We thank you for a fresh anointing and for, for who and what you are in Jesus name. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. I hope today that you learn to receive the father's love because he loves you. He's so intentional with you. He is not the people that you've been connected to. Do me a favor. Go share this video. Drop it off in your prayer groups. Put it in your social circles. When the YouTube video uploads. 
People need this message today about how much the father loves them so that they know that they're worthy and they won't deny themselves from walking into grace and mercy and favor. We deny ourselves favor all the time. I love y'all so much. I hope y'all continue to pray for me, continue to pray for this ministry. Father God, I speak a blessing of restoration over your people. Every broken relationship, my God, let it be manufactured in love today. Father God, let them just begin to pursue you like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all so much. I love y'all so much. We've been having lighting issues today, so I know this word needed to go out. Uh, because of the rain, I think we're having a few problems with technology, but it's okay. We're going to keep walking. I'm going to keep, I finished. I'm going to finish strong. I'll see y'all back here Monday morning at 5 a.m. Will you invite somebody in? Will you tell somebody, you know what? Come in. You need to be a part of what's going on in Coffee and Conversations. God has just been meeting us there, giving us what we need and not leaving us alone. Ask the Holy Spirit, help me with the difficult relationships. Show me how to love them and show them what, a, what, what we need to do. I'll see y'all back here. Now y'all know what I'm about to say. Go be loved today. Let someone else experience the love of your father. But if you're having a hard time understanding that, then spend some time in prayer asking the Lord, show me your love. Show me your grace. Show me your mercy and peace. See you back here. 5 a.m. on Monday morning. Love, y'all lifted me up this weekend. Go, don't pray against me. Pray for me. Get into your secret place and just lift your girl up. Ask God to, I'm telling you, I need your prayers. I covet your prayers. Ask God to strengthen me. Ask God to uh, restore me. That's important for me. I need that from me. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.